This is Mark David Noble, and I'm here today with percussionist and teacher Eddie Dunlap. We're recording at the Mondo Drummer's Studio in Fort Worth, Texas. Eddie, what was your first paying job as a musician? Ah, first paying job was with a group called the Four and a Half, and I was the half. And um, <laughs> it was for uh, the Fort Worth Opera Ball at uh, Shady Oaks Country Club in 1966. So how will that make you when it happened? I was 10 years old when that happened. And so how did a 10-year-old manage to score a job playing in a country club? Uh, actually through my father. My father owned um, several nightclubs when I was growing up. Right. Uh, rock and roll venues. Right. And um, he knew a lot of musicians. And I began playing drums at eight, when I was eight. And um, he introduced me to some musicians, and uh, they asked me to play this particular job at Shady Oaks. Right. And the group had no name, so we there were four other members and then me. The other members were twice my age, sure. at least. And so it became the four and a half. That group turned into the Chain Reaction, Chain Reaction was a, a cover band. We did some original things, and uh, that group lasted probably four or five years. Um, and then I moved on. I, I just met musicians from that point on and, and sure. got into another group called The Electric Honey. And we did a, a, a kind of a, a concert a couple of years ago kind of a reunion everybody's old now and <laughs> it was a lot of fun um and then at 14 my dad owned a club called the zodiac club uh on the east side with a guitarist here named john nitzinger and uh, i was introduced to a lot of people then that were really uh, influential uh, uh Namely, a, a group called the Cellar Dwellers that played at the Cellar in Fort Worth. Yeah. Uh, Tootie Taddy, Arthur Taddy, who was a huge influence on my playing. Uh, Tootie passed away several years ago. Uh, but the, these guys would come into my dad's club during the day and, and play, and they let me play with them. So I've been very fortunate uh, early on to play with people that were a lot better than I was. and they they helped me come up sure and uh at 14 um a young guitarist came into the club with a group called blackbird um the guitarist was steve vaughn before stevie ray it was right. just steve vaughn and they asked me to play in their group so i did a couple of years with a group called blackbird right uh and then uh we played mainly in austin and uh, I was just trying to get myself through high school. Right. And so <clears throat> I ended up leaving that band. Steve moved to Austin, you know, permanently from South Dallas. Right. And uh, at that particular point, I had a year or so to sort of think things over. And I met uh, a guy named Joe Rogers who was a keyboard player and a guitarist. Right. Um, and with him, I was in a group called Master Cylinder. Yeah. 
uh, Master Cylinder, released two albums on the Inner City label out of New York. Uh, it was kind of a chamber jazz group. Uh, we had two drummers, a violinist, a cello player, a small horn section, and uh, playing all of Joe's original compositions. And I still play with Joe today. Uh, we've been playing now for probably 40 years together. And Joe's in the current band I have called the Rage Out Orchestra. We've shortened that name to the orchestra now, A-R-K. Um, and that's that's kind of, in a, in a real short way, that's kind of how I got where I'm at right now. But I think early on, I mentioned the Cellar Dwellers. Those guys still hold a really special place in my heart um, just from letting me play with them because they were so, so good. A lot of good musicians in Fort Worth back in the 60s. Sure. There was just no place to play. Right. You know? What's the first live uh, performance you remember going to? First live performance as a spectator, as right. an audience member? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. Um, because I was taken to a lot of concerts back then. I saw Jimi Hendrix at Will Rogers. And wow. Paid $5 to get in the door <laughs> at the time. <laughs> And this was in the auditorium. That's nice. Uh, so I was a big, big Hendrix fan. Sure. Uh, at, at 16, I remember uh, my dad always had jazz records in the house. And he, he liked all kinds of music, but jazz was his favorite. And so at 16, after my stint with Blackbird, um, I began really listening to jazz. Um, Steve and I both. Steve was getting into jazz, and of course he was into Jimi Hendrix and and uh, a lot of blues players, uh, but as a lot of jazz players as well. So the style of drumming seemed uh, much more advanced uh, than than rock drumming, and I say that with all due respect to all the great rock drummers, but sure. there was just a little bit more technique and things that that I wasn't getting from just playing rock and blues. Um, so I got, I got into jazz at that point, uh, didn't play with any school bands or anything like that because I was always working right. outside of that and didn't, didn't really have time to do that. Tell me a little bit about how Mondo got started. Good. Yeah. Mondo is again, back to Jubilee theater and Rudy Eastman. Um, this was really all because of, of Rudy in many ways, um, the Jubilee began doing outreach programs in the community, uh, primarily for, for kids, for children. And they formed a, um, a dance company called the Jubilee African American Dance Ensemble. And then Rudy said, we need some music to accompany these guys. And he asked me if, uh, if he could get some drums. Would I be interested in starting a a drum group and I said yeah sure I'll do it I'd never really taught before I never aspired to teach and it quite frankly it made me a little nervous you know really oh yeah I mean that's, that's surprising to hear because you're so good at well, it well there's a lot of players that that don't know how to teach absolutely you know? true so and it I was is a separate skill right it, it is and I was one of those players I could play but I'd never thought about how do I tell somebody how to do this so uh you know rudy said let's just give it a try he bought a handful of drums um enough for about six to eight kids and then we 
we we just went from there. Uh, formed a nonprofit. We right. were under the umbrella of Jubilee for three or four years. Mondo took off. We uh, we played one. Our first performance was uh, at TCU uh, for an event called Day of Thanksgiving. It was it was around Thanksgiving, and uh, Deanne Simons uh, with Hip Pocket Theater had put all this together, and they asked Mondo to come and play, and it was our first performance. I took me, uh, myself, and uh, I think six other kids, very young kids, and uh, we played. It, it was well received, and uh, that made me a lot more at ease at what I was doing, but I was still trying to learn how to teach. Sure. So, um, and that just evolved. It just went from there. I remember reading that uh, Mondo was invited to do some work with Cook. Cook Children's Hospital here, right. here in Fort Worth, yeah. Um, had a, I've had about a 10-year relationship with them now, and it's uh, part of what Mondo does. It's therapeutic music. We don't call it music therapy because I'm not a music therapist. Now, there are plenty of fine ones in, in Fort Worth, but... Uh, my gig with Cooks just involves going and playing with kids. Cooks bought drums, and um, so the drums stay at Cooks. Um, and I would go once a week, and they would, whoever could feel like playing, would sure. come down and play. And uh, that's that's really all it is. It's very simple. I'm 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 there just to set kids in motion and get them moving and making sounds. So when I go there, I take all, not just drums, but I take all my percussion instruments and crazy sounds that, that are in the family of percussion. Right. And um, we make music. And, uh, it, you know, music is, uh, drumming is it's sort of an instant gratification thing. Yeah. You hit a drum, wow, you know, it feels good. And when a little guy hits a drum, you can just see it on their face, and then they they just want to shake and they want to hit things, and then you begin to start to organize, right? And uh, and show them the power of working together. Uh, show them the power of working together. It's a team thing when you're when you're doing that. What would you go to hear right now as an audience member if you could just go anywhere, and money wasn't an issue? Money wasn't an issue, and I could go anywhere because well, you know it's magic. Exactly. Well, certainly. I mean, for me. Uh, and just talking about flamenco, uh, Spain would be great. Uh, I would love, absolutely love to uh, be in a flamenco cave, so to speak, with with uh, with that going on. Uh, that would be completely enlightening to me. I think the second thing I would like to uh, sort of be entrenched in is is uh, tabla. Uh, the Indian tabla, uh, which I think really is probably the most complicated uh, percussion instruments ever. Uh, two drums, you sit on the floor and you uh, generally accompany a sitar player right, uh, and several other stringed instruments that are part of that family. But <coughs> in India, the tabla schools... Uh, you it's one of the it's a lifelong learning experience with tabla and you just cannot get really good unless you've done it for a long time um 
and it's it's again being from Fort Worth we don't have a lot of that in this area so I've had to sort of do my own research on that sure um, but uh, India and you know hanging out with some really good tabla players would be a, a very eye-opening experience for me and I think thirdly um, I would love I would love to hang around some of the, the great jazz drummers uh, that are respected everywhere uh, in the world uh, in India in Japan you know Russia everywhere um, my favorite drummer right now and has been for a long time uh, is uh, Elvin Jones oh yeah uh, and uh, I did meet Elvin at the Blue Note in New York uh, on my birthday several years ago pretty good gift before he passed away and uh and I think now we're looking at uh, another drummer named Jack Dijonette. Yeah. Um, those guys, to me, hold the key. Um, I think because they've done it so long, they've played with so many great people um, in the modern jazz era. Right. And they've sort of set the bar. Uh, and I just wish every everybody in town would hear these guys all the drummers here i know a lot of drummers but i know very few jazz drummers in 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 fort worth everybody's usually a rock and a blues drummer and i'll mention their names and they'll they you know a lot of them don't know who these guys are so i have to incredible to me well it is to me too but uh, then again you know there's a lot of good players out there that i'm sure i don't know about as well Locally, who do you see as some of the next uh, drummers to watch? Well, there's some great drummers here in in uh, in Fort Worth right now. There's a drummer who I think is probably one of the best uh, all-around drummers, and his name is Joseph Carpenter. Uh, another good friend of mine um, who is a, a professor at TCU named Joey Carter. Uh, Joey Carter's uh, much younger than me. I met Joey when he was... Uh, uh, probably 12, 13 years old. Wow. I knew his father. His father, Rusty's a bass player. And so I, you know, I, 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 but Joey just kills it. Joey's a, a drum set player. Joey's a pianist. And Joey plays vibraphone as well. Uh, he He is, I think, pretty much all around. You can get him to do anything you want him to do, you know. So... Uh, and I think there's also another um, there's another drummer uh, named Chris Hill, Christopher Hill, Chill Hill is what everybody calls him. Uh, excellent, excellent musician. And these guys are all just uh, looking for places to work. Sure. And they play in many different settings. So I know that these guys get it. They they know what what has happened before them. Uh, they're listening to things that happened before they were born. Right. They're really getting into them. They're taking things from it. And they're making it their own. And they're sort of forging forward in that. So, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in any community. There's, there's anywhere. There, there are great musicians and world-class musicians we have here in Fort Worth that could go anywhere in the world and make an impression.
If people wanted to get more information about Mondo, where could they go to find that? Uh, the website, uh, mondodrummers.com, um, would be probably the best place. Could they also support the organization there? Absolutely. Absolutely. They can support the organization there. There's, there's a, a, a way to, to donate. The Facebook uh, is, is another thing that I think really people use a lot more now. What's next for you, Eddie? That's a real good question because we're, you know, I'm going through uh, some changes now where I'm, I'm more interested in, I just turned 61, and I, I really feel the urge to, to perform uh, more than I have in the last 20 years. Um, and I, I still am interested in learning and progressing as a drummer. So in order to do that, you have to you have to play. You know, there's no other way to do it other than to play as much as you can. You're really only as good as you know what you're doing now, not your last performance. So, uh, you know, every day is a new day, and uh, I I found that you know doing this as long as I have that I still have to prove myself over and over again. There's you can't rest on you know, the fact that I've been playing drums for 53 years doesn't mean that much other than, God, you're old, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, when when somebody thinks that, I want to just show them that, hey, you know, uh, uh, you can still move forward and progress and uh, work hard at what you do and please people, you know? Well, thank you so much, Eddie. I can't wait to hear what comes next. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Mark. I want to thank Eddie Dunlap, Abby Abel, and all the supporters and participants there at Mondo Drummers for making this interview possible. Today's intro and exit music was recorded by the orchestra. And thank you for listening. Bye-bye.